Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Cole, and today I'm joined by Joe for Outside the Box episode. I have no clue. It's been a while. The last one we made was the NFL at the end of April. So it's been almost, It's actually, it's the last day of June, so it's been exactly two months since then. Uh, Joe, how have you, how's, how's your summer been going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so tonight is, like I said, Wednesday, June 30th, and tonight was Game 3, the championship do-or-die game for the College World Series. Uh, we saw Mississippi State, who were ranked 7th in the country. They were facing off against Vanderbilt. And, Joe, were you watching this game? Yep. Uh, it was just, you could tell from the, I mean, it almost was like from yesterday, like Mississippi State just like got the bats going. It's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But uh, yeah. shout out to my friend's cousin, Logan Tanner. Played hell of a game, hell of a season. Congrats. Oh, he made the uh, he made the all tournament team or whatever. Yep. Is he a first baseman or second or what does he play? Oh, I think he's a catcher. Catcher. All right. Um. Yeah, Mississippi State was ranked seventh in the nation. Vanderbilt was ranked fourth, I believe. And in game one, Vanderbilt they had lighter on the mound. They were confident they got their supposed ace. I don't know, lighter and rocker are pretty close. And they and they dominated, I would say. And in game two, Mississippi State came out. With their their bats are on fire, and then today that did not stop. If you look at the box score, the the final score, if you guys didn't watch, it was nine zero Mississippi State. It's a one hit. They only had one hit the entire more errors game. than hits. Yeah, three errors. Mississippi State had nine runs on twelve hits, two home runs. Uh, Kuma Rocker, I thought he was going to do really well based on his past like tournament success. Obviously, a super regional two years ago, he threw a. No hitter, which was crazy. Would have been a perfect game. The only thing he allowed, I was at uh, Maury's table watching this. He hit some dude in the eye with like a 96-mile-per-hour fastball. He literally would have had a perfect game. But Mississippi State, yeah. I was looking at the all-tournament team. They literally had, of like the 10 or 11 guys on there, they had like, I think, five of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowdy Jordan. I've never – is that Blaze Jordan's brother or no? I have no clue. I but, dude, no Rowdy clue. Jordan's a beast. He's three, He went three for six tonight. Uh What's it? What Logan Tanner? He's the catcher. He hits one, two, three, four, five. He's the five hitter. He hit well on the season. He's hitting two eighty seven. And then their their pitcher Bednar came out came out really nice on the mm-hmm. mound. Six innings pitch, no hits, no runs, three walks, four strikeouts. And then the Sims guy came out of the pen. He threw amazing as well. Three innings, one hit, no runs. And uh, I don't think you should be worried if you're Vanderbilt. You're going to compete every year. I have the. Uh, the college recruit rankings for the class of 2021. Uh, the number one school is Florida. They have 21 commits. Seven of them are in the top 100. And then right there, the number two spot is uh, is Vanderbilt. They have 24 commits. And then they have a nation-leading eight top top 100 players right there. So that's, like li- that's literally 8% of the top 100 is just going to Vanderbilt alone. Now, you could lose some of those guys to the draft. I don't know, because the, the top two picks are projected both high school guys, right? Mhm. I I don't know where they're committed. I'd say I think we can find that, but uh, you got to imagine those schools are going to be pretty upset that they're losing a guy. That's how Kumar Rocker was too. He's projected to be a top like first. I know he's for sure a first round guy coming out of uh, coming out of high school. But he told he told uh, Coach Corbin he wants to uh, come win a championship, and he did in nineteen. And then the game was in his hands today, and uh, he did not perform well. That that Mississippi State crowd was absolutely crazy. They were chanting. They were doing everything to get in his head, and it definitely worked. Uh, and then the, I'll, I'll read the remaining top uh, ten. Number three is Arkansas. They're always good. Number four is uh, LSU. Number five is UCLA. Six is, shout out, Chiggy, Tennessee. Seven is Louisville, which are, is always pretty good. They only have one top 100 guy, though. Eight is Florida State. Nine is Clemson. Is Clemson a good baseball school? As of recently, know. yeah. Number 10, Mississippi State, who just won it all. They make the College World Series, like, every year, too. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was a really disappointing game. I thought Rocker was going to go out there throwing well, and uh, he just couldn't really find the zone. And then Mississippi State capitalized on the pitches they did get over. Yeah, because this year Vanderbilt seemed more pitching dominant. Definitely. Pitching lean, lenient, I should say. So, mm-hmm. once you get to their pitching, they're not really anything. Yeah, and the, both of their aces are projected top 10 picks. They're both going to leave. No way they stay. I can't imagine Rocker or Leiter staying because they do have that option because they're both juniors. 
Actually, I think Leiter might be a redshirt sophomore, but uh, both are draft eligible. Both are going to get millions of dollars to go play. Yeah. Uh, what pick does Colorado have? Do you know? I hope neither of them goes there because Colorado is literally just a death hole for pitching. I uh, know. I but, heard the Twins are not, are going to go hitters. I'm mean, not the Twins, Pirates. So they're not taking pitcher. Yeah, I mean, they do have their up and coming ace, Drake Fellows. Yeah. Through a rookie ball game yesterday, two innings, no runs. Clap it up. Great job, Drake. Uh, yeah, but speaking of Colorado, that's where the All Star game is this year. They moved it out of Atlanta because the the uh, the lame Georgia governor is trying to suppress uh, voting laws. So. MLB acknowledge that. They're moving it out to Denver, Colorado. Coors Field. The home run derby should be awesome. Amazing. I was looking at a list of guys who uh, have reportedly accepted. None are official for the uh, home run derby. Shohei Otani, which he's definitely going to be the one seed because th- they seed them based on how many home runs they have. Pete Alonso accepted, I think, the uh, the reigning champ. I think mm-hmm. Trevor Story accepted. And... Which should be great because he has the farthest home run in the past few seasons. And then maybe Hunter Renfro, I think I saw. But Trey Mancini. Guys, guys who declined were Kyle Schwarber, Aaron Judge, and Fernando Tatis. Those guys declined. But uh, obviously the Homer Derby is only just the appetizer for the actual All-Star game. Uh, so me and Joe, we're just going to go over our picks, I guess. Uh, they, they, they narrowed it down to three guys per position besides the outfield because it's a lot. You got to have three guys in the outfield. So they uh, – those are a little more broad, but what you want to go? You want to go position or by league? Uh, by league. Uh, no position, position. Position. Actually. All right. Yeah. So we'll start it off with first base. I'm looking at the candidates for the American League. The final three are Jose Abreu, who's hitting 242. I don't know if he deserves that. He is the reigning MVP in the American League. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's hitting 340 with a one uh, 1,100 OPS. Also second in the league in home runs with a 66 RBI, so it's got to be up there. And then the third candidate is Yuli Gurriel. So I think two of these three guys are going to make the team for sure. But uh, I think the vote here is easy. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I, as of right now, he's my second-place guy for the American League MVP. He's been tearing it up for the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, it's really no-brainer for this one. The Braves suck this year, and – Guriel's uh, recent, so Gurriel's, we can't have that. If, Gurriel, yeah. Gurriel's no. been kind of crazy this year. He's been, I mean, the Astros are batting like 280 as a team. That's ridiculous. But, uh, Vladimir Guriel. Last year, the Astros made the ALCS. That really surprised me. And then they're having, they're really hot right now, aren't they? All right. So I have the percentages right here Vladimir Guerrero leads 73%, Guriel 17, and Abreu 10. Abreu still really has 10% of the votes? Mm hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, Vladdy's the no-brainer there. So for the National League, the final three are Anthony Rizzo, surprisingly, Max Muncy, and Freddie Freeman. And if you're going on straight stats, like just the basic ones they give you, batting average, home run, RBIs, OPS, it looks like Max Muncy's your guy. Now, Freddie Freeman is the first-place leader, says. But if I were to pick out of these three, I think Max Muncy gets my vote. He's been tearing it up in the middle of that order for the Dodgers, and that's the reason why they're keeping up with the Giants and the Padres in that really good race that we're going to talk about later. Um, here this is uh, close. This is very close. Freeman yeah. started off the year really, really. Cold. He started off really bad. Now, I mean, if he would have started, he'd been fine. So I'm gonna give it to Freddie just because of how hot he's been recently. Muncy's right behind the Rizzo for the percentages. Mm-hmm. It says Freeman's at 45, Muncy's at 35, Rizzo's at 20. I that's unreal. I Rizzo should have maybe two percent, and they should be all <laughs> Cubs fans. Um, but. I think team success goes into it for sure. Max Muncy, uh, the Dodgers are doing really well right now. Actually, they were in a slump, but then once they faced the Cubs, after they got no hit, they were like, you know what, let's just start hitting again. Yeah. And now they're playing really – who are they playing right now? The Giants, aren't they? Uh-huh. Might go for the sweep. That's a great series. And the Braves are under five hundred. have not been playing well. Uh, so I would give it to Muncy if you're going team success. And his stats are all better. He has higher average by three points. Same amount of home runs. Freddie Freeman does have him in RBIs, but uh, he has a whole 130-point uh, higher OPS. So I think Max Muncy's the guy for the Dodgers. Yeah. I, I 
he he is a first baseman though. I know in the years past he's been primarily second base, which is what we're gonna get into now. For the American League, it's Jose Altuve who's been uh, doing well as of late. It kind of hurts me to see that because he used to be really well liked, and now he's not well liked. But he's still proving the haters wrong, I guess. Last year he was really rough though. Um, did uh, DJ LeMahieu win the batting title last year? I know he did for sure. Yeah, he's time. practically sucked this year. I mean, that's the story of the Yankees. But he's a finalist, though. He is a finalist. And then uh, the first place getter for second base is Marcus Semien, and he's going to be my pick. Uh, I think he's the clear guy here. Yeah, I have Semien as well. Um, oh, Altuve is pretty much his only competition. LeMahieu's practically been horse crap this year. Which uh, is, Semien is... It's, it sucks because Altuve, he's kind of playing in a pitcher-friendly park, and Lemayhu's playing in one of the shortest stadiums in the entire league. And uh, I guess he is a base hit guy, though, but if you're not getting base hits, you should definitely not be getting votes. And your average should be above 300, too. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, but, uh, was... So Semin's at 48%, Altuve is 36 and Lemayhu's at 16 so I guess it's sort of a close race, definitely compared to the American League first base. Yeah, that one, yeah. Vladdy's going to win that by a mile. Second base, this one, I think this is a no-brainer. Um, you got Ozzy Albies of the Braves, Gavin Lux of the Dodgers, and then Adam Frazier of the Pirates. I, and while Frazier's run-producing stats are very underwhelming, only four home runs, 28 uh, RBIs, and then an 865 OPS, which is still good. He's still hitting 327. Leads the league in a, or the National League. I know for sure. I don't know about entire MLB in a leadoff hits. Um, Gavin Lux, no way. Two twenty nine batting average, six sixty four OPS. I, the second base competition must be very weak. Exactly. That's sad there. that he is. I think Nico Herner's been hurt for fifty percent of the year. He if he wasn't, he's... he'd be the three spot. Yeah, and then Ozzy Albies, he's been playing well. I think honestly, I believe he's probably second or third best second baseman in the league. But Frazier's been on a, t- uh, a tear right here, and he is the first place uh, getter. So I think the boat getter. So I think he's going to win it. Yeah, I Frazier as well. Even though as of lately he's been kind of dipping. I mean, his average has dropped point twenty, but I mean it's still three twenty seven. Albie's had a good night tonight. The Braves won twenty to two. He had two home runs. I like to see those Mets lose. Makes me yeah. happy. Nationals, my World Series pick. They're uh, above five hundred in second place. Never done your World on. Series winner, or I know you predicted yeah. them in a in a past podcast. Uh, well, I had uh, Nationals and Yankees, and it's looking like the Yankees are going to do worse. So, I had Dodgers, Angels. Now, Dodgers looking good, Angels not so much. They don't have Trout back though, so I mean they're doing pretty well. I mean they're only two games below five hundred without Trout. So I mean they get a pitcher at the deadline, they could be. Oh, for sure. Imagine like a Max Scherzer. I know there's no way they get them. But dude, would you give up Joe Adele for Max Scherzer? I I honestly would. Yes, I he hasn't been well. In Scherzer before. wants a new contract before he leaves. So, oh, I mean, yeah, he definitely deserves another. I'd contract. also love He's... to see an outfield of Robles, Adele, and Juan Soto. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Robles, he's more – I mean, dude, I know he's really fast from his future stars card in MLB. He's so. up and coming, yeah. But he was a uh, – he was, yeah, a definitely highly touted prospect uh, when he was down in the minors, and now he's come up, and I don't know how well he's done because – He's been – I mean, like, this year he's been pretty all right. It kind of sucks that the MLB is kind of like silencing the good players. Like, you're really – if you're only going to see Yankees, Dodgers – Astros, uh, if you're looking at like the MLB social media pages, and then obviously Shohei Otani will be on there because they love him, they worship him, which he de- he deserves all the attention he gets. But if you're playing for like a team like uh like the Nationals, the Athletics, uh, just teams like that, low like low small market areas, you're not gonna get as much attention. Yeah, he'll probably get the MLB to show cover next year too. Him or Vlad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then going, oh, dude, Otani. I think they, you know how they're they're marketing the whole two way player thing this year, with the uh, like road to the show. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Could, like, they're making it really versatile. They should have made, they should have either made Otani to cover this year or just save that whole thing for next year because that would have been perfect, like the whole theme of the game. Yeah. Um, so for second base, Fraser has 45. Albies 34 and Gavin Lux somehow is 21 percent. Probably is... all Dodger fans, definitely exactly. all Dodger fans. Yeah. Uh, or just people who are fans of the NL Central and NL East who don't like uh, Adam Frazier. Yeah, 
which is cool because we got one from every division yet in mm-hmm. the West Central East. Uh, getting into third base, though, the can- the candidates are Yoan Moncada, uh, Rafael Devers, and Alex Bregman. Uh, I think Devers gets my vote here. Really, really good in 2019. Is it 18 or 19? He was amazing. 2020 kind of st- dropped off, and the Red Sox did not do very well. Now the Red Sox are doing well again, and he's doing really, really good at third base. 19 home runs, 64 RBIs, 930 OPS. And then Bregman, no one likes cheaters. So I think Devers is the first place getter, it says here, and uh, he's got my vote. Yeah, the crazy. I also have Devers. Devers has 59%, Bregman 24, Mokanda 17. But what I find crazy is that the Red Sox have so many extra base hitters. You got Devers, Bogarts, JD, Renfro hits for power. Oh, Mikey Hernandez can Verdugo. Like they do not, have such. Do not forget about the Verdugo. Yeah, Verdugo I mean, is a legend. It's kind of good they're in first place, and they're getting Chris Sale back later this month. So are they in first place over the Rays? Yeah, they Rays have dropped. Uh, let's see. I know the Rays. Well, Glasnow's done for like pretty much the year, isn't he? Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh, as of right now, two and a half game lead by the Red Sox. They have won six straight. Nice. Uh, so Devers is your pick as well. All right, National League, we got Justin Turner hitting 285, 849 OPS. Chris Bryan, who's really, really dropped off, super hot start to the year. And then Nolan Arenado, who's just really Mr. Consistent this year. Uh, and this is actually probably the closest race we have so far, I'd say. Both, like, all three of these guys are really deserving. You can see, Tur- Turner has the highest OPS and the highest batting average. Arenado has the mo- has the highest batting average, and then RBIs and home runs, and then Chris Bryant's really he, Chris Bryant really doesn't deserve it because he's kind of losing in everything. So I think it's between Justin Turner and Nolan Arenado here, and I think Arenado's going to get it. He right now he's in first place just because he's a more popular player, but I'm going to give my vote to Justin Turner. That's actually who I was going to go with, Justin Turner. Uh, he's been actually for how old up? What he's like thirty six. He's up there in the age. Yeah, because he was uh, with the Mets before. Yeah, Mets. I think Mets are the only team. But Bryant did have the lead. But Arenado leads with 36. JT's right behind him with 35. And Bryant's uh, right behind him with 29. So that one's going to be a close one. A thing I've noticed is that the, the Dodgers have by far the whitest team in the entire MLB. I think I think the GM's racist. They even if you go a- through their lineup, first base, Muncie, catcher, Will Smith, Second base lock, shortstop is Corey Seager. Third base, Justin Turner. All those guys are white. Everyone in the infield. Outfield, you got Bellinger, AJ Pollock, both white. And then Mookie Betts, is he half white or is he no? He's white? black. Is he? He's not. He's is he mixed or no? I think he's black. No way, he's double black. Well, no you know, way. Like 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 light black. I know. We're gonna go to Google here. Mookie Betts, parents. I know one of them is black. All right, Diana. Diana is black. Willie. Oh, well, never mind then. I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, eight out of the nine guys – or seven out of the eight guys in the field are white. They're three aces. Bauer, uh, Walker Bueller, uh, and Clayton Kershaw, white. Uh, Dustin May, he's gone. But he's the only one I can think of student. on that team is Kenley Jansen. Honestly, yeah, I think. Hey, Dodgers, you've been you've been exposed on the outside. You've been of warned. Yeah, yeah, you got it, you dude. If they don't go for like who's a free agent this year? If you don't go for like Javier Baez, you're racist. I wouldn't uh, even say Javier. Speaking of Javier Baez, trade for Hayward up. at the deadline. Yeah, yeah, Wait, we don't want him. But speaking of Baez, he's a he's a final candidate for the National League shortstop. Only hitting two twenty seven though. Uh, no way he gets it. Uh, B. Craw, he's having a nice little year for the Giants, helping out that offense. No way he gets it. The clear guy is my second place National League MVP guys right now, Fernando Tatis. He's killing it. 300 batting average, over a 1,000 OPS. No doubt in my mind, Fernando Tatis gets it. He's like the face of the league right now. Yeah, uh, Tatis leads with 63. Bias is 20. B. Craw is 17. But yeah, I'll go Tatis, even though I don't like him. But I feel like B. Cross should be in second at least. B. Cross had a really underrated. B. Cross will definitely make the team. He'll he'll be a bench guy. He actually has 
been killing it for the Giants, and he's a key player for that first place team. So I think they made a Tatis documentary already. It's stupid. That is wild. That he's already getting one. Like Trout doesn't even have one. Planned it like really. Trout doesn't even have. I mean, he might get one. He'd definitely get one. He should. Like a thirty for thirty on how shitty the team was he played on. (laughs) Uh, but going in the American League shortstop. Xander Bogarts with the Red Sox and then Carlos Correa, who's having a actually a surprising year for the Astros. I did not think he was doing that well. Bogarts, Bogarts is the clear guy. He's been the best shortstop in the league by far this year. I would say better than Tatis, honestly. He's been killing it for the Red Sox. Pat Bev got ejected for shoving Chris that's, Paul. That's wild. Yeah. Pat Bev's been tossed. He, taught, uh, he shoved Chris Paul. Pat Bev? Yeah. Oh, no. Suns are up 26 with a minute 40 left. The Phoenix Suns are going to be in the NBA Finals. Just two years after they they were terrible. Whatever team's coming out of the West is going to win it all. Huh? I said whatever team came out of the West was going to win it all. You think Suns to take down the Bucks or the Hawks? I mean, if they're playing the Hawks. Until the Nets got eliminated, you could tell that. I think I think the Bucks can put up a fight for sure. Yeah, maybe game six, Suns and six. Yeah, but yeah, uh, for shortstop you got Bogarts at forty three, Bichette at thirty three, Correa at twenty four. Here, Bogarts has been killing at the plate. Don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carlos Correa here. He's been a key factor what? for this team. He's dipped down a little bit, but no, he was just no, he was at no. Bogarts level no. like two weeks ago. He's batting three fifteen. No. I'm gonna go with Correa here. Dude, Bogarts. That is not. It's not as crazy though. I mean, more home runs, more RBIs, slightly dipped average in OPS. But if you think about who's been the more key player, I mean, shout out to Nathan Avaldi for the Boston Red Sox right now. You are putting that team on your back, pitching wise, <laughs> and Garrett Richards. Hey, you guys I saw are the Red Sox and Nick Instagram Pavetta. Post. Can't forget I, about I saw Nick the Red Pavetta. Sox Instagram post. Sales pitching the hitters now. Yep, gonna I, they're gonna be a dangerous team. Alex Cora just I, he just flips that team. I don't know what he does. Maybe I don't know gives how he's him, allowed like, drugs, to come but... back and manage after a suspension. That's kind of cool. Same with uh, back. I mean AJ Hench has recently declined, but <laughs> uh, Verlander also is coming back soon. Houston could be scary. I'd love to see Boston versus Houston battle of the cheaters in the AL championship. I would not like to see that. That would be fun. Yeah. I honestly. I I I hope the Astros win it all this year. To be honest, though, Dusty Baker needs a championship. And oh, dude, you meet right that guy. That guy's amazing. You just can't mm-hmm. not hate Dusty Baker. Catcher Choke on that toothpick. <laughs> Catcher is by far the easiest position to call here. Grandal's in it, hitting one eighty two. Martin Maldonado for the <laughs> AL hitting one eighty one. I don't know how they're finalists. Salvador Perez is easily my pick for the AL. This should not be a discussion, Joe. I hope to God you have Perez. <laughs> Salvador Perez is 100% my answer. Salvi is 60%. Maldonado somehow in second with 21, and Grandal's at 19. Wow. But Grandal's, Grandal, to me, out of the, all the options, Grandal stats do not show for his playing. His uh, OPS is high. You can tell him. when. There's a 700 difference between his OPS and average that his stats don't mean anything. To me, if the stats weren't a thing, he'd be – well, also, Salvador Perez will get comeback player of the year. Same with Buster Posey. I think both catchers get it. It's going to be a great year for them. But Grandal, the stats don't show up. I don't think – dude, Perez got it last year. He won it last year. No way. He wins it two, two years in a he, row. I thought he was out last year. Uh, then he won it in 19. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, Posey. I think Posey will get it for sure because he's batting 330. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Come on. No break. Uh, Contreras does not deserve it. Yadier Molina, although he, I, he's widely loved around the league, besides Cubs fans like me and you, uh, he does not deserve it at all. Posey's been killing it for the Giants. And I think you gotta have one Giants guy in the NL, and they're like a uh, they're not a guy with like a they're not a team that has a bunch of flashy guys. They got 
just a bunch of consistent guys that they can rely on. Brandon Belt's been – how has he been doing? Has he been doing good? Uh, he's been his typical uh, nice 230 average with 15 home runs. He just pisses me off, bro. He wears no batting <laughs> gloves. His weird – he's got like he's a Jimmy Fox. Old-fashioned. Yeah. Uh, going into the outfield here, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine finalists for the American and National League. You can only pick three. Uh, I'll just name off the finalists for the American League. You have Michael Brantley, Byron Buxton, Adolis Garcia, Randall Gritchick, Teoscar Hernandez, Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, and my guy, Alex Verdugo. Now, is Buxton back yet or no? No. He's not back. So, as of right now, Trout's the first vote vote getter for the AL, and Buxton's the third. So, when I'm making my picks, uh, I know you already made your picks, but I'm going to make mine based on if these guys can't get it because they'll get it, but obviously they can't start. So, I'm just going to make my three on the healthy guys. Uh, my first guy here is going to be the second vote getter right now, Aaron Judge. Been killing it for the Yankees. It's nice to see him finally healthy, too, for like a full season. My second pick here, Joe, I don't know if you'll like this. You might you might be a big big fan of this pick or maybe a big hater. Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins. You're... Wow. You, you're a big fan of that. I, you just read my mind, dude. Guy. Third pick. Just wait till I tell you the percentages. You won't like it. All right. I, I have Cedric Mullins. He's going to be my center fielder. We're going to have Judge and Wright. My left fielder. Joe, can you make a prediction for my left fielder? Michael Brantley. Tay Oscar. Oh, that's a, that's a bold pick, but I can understand. So my, my three guys for the starting outfielders, uh, all three AL East guys, Tay Oscar hitting 298, nice little OPS with the 829. Aaron Judge hitting 285, 18 bombs, 904 OPS. And then Cedric Mullins, who has by far the most stats, on fire for the Orioles right now. 324, 14 home runs, 30 RBIs with a 945 OPS. Those are my three guys for the American League. What about you, Jay? Um, so – in left field, I have Michael Brantley. He's been amazing this year, batting three forty one, especially at age thirty four. That is very impressive. All dude, uh, I feel like every time I see highlights of him or just watching the Astros games, all the dude does is just hit it opposite field for like a single over the shortstop's head. Dude's unreal. Hits to all parts of the field. He's a really good player. He did cheat, so his his reputation will be tar- tarnished. Uh, but yeah, if if I had to make a fourth pick, it would definitely be him. How is Grichik on there? Grichik sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in center field, Cedric Mullins, guy's a beast. Uh, like I said, if you want the All Star game, these two Brantley and Mullins are great one two punch. If Mullins can somehow get traded to the Astros, be heaven. I think he. I think the Orioles are selling for sure. He'd be a great fit for the Cubs. The Cubs can get Mullins and Adam Frazier somehow. I, that'd be amazing. Yeah, all those bad teams are going to be sellers for sure. And then in right field, I'm going to go with... Could you see I, Mancini leaving? Mm-hmm. Could you see no, them? I feel like he's Orioles for life. Going to be a part of their uh, their future with Rutschman. Yeah. Who did they say? Kirillov? With the last year? That's Twins. Or not Kirillov. Sorry, so sorry. Uh, Mountcastle. No. Who did they take? Uh, uh, Adley Rushman. No, last season they took... It'll come to me. Here, make your picks for the AL. Or NL. Go with your NL, guys. Chris Paul had 41 points tonight. Holy crap. But for AL in right field, I will have... You mean NL? I haven't chose right field yet for AL. NL. National League. Oh, Heston Kerstad. I haven't finished AL yet, I'm saying. Oh, you haven't? No. I got Mullins, Brantley... And I'm probably going to give it to Buxton. He's going to be back soon. He's betting 369, which is insane. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, like he 10 has 10 straight. home runs and 19 RBI. Pretty crappy. But he's a leadoff hitter, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but for, for, for the percentages, Trout leads at 19, Judge 14, Buxton 11, Brantley 11, Teoscar 10, Mullins 9, Adoles Garcia 9. Verdugo and Grichik eight. It's gonna be a tight race for that three spot currently. Adolis, I dude, Ad- if if you look at a guy like the Adoles, reason I didn't choose Adol is just because of the average. He just seems dude, like it's a, actually higher than I would have. It's above for average, a high yeah. power guy like him. I would actually assume well, it's being like you also look points. at Grichik too. Randall Grichik has fifty four RBIs. He's like their run, like 
you actually go in depth in his stats, he's actually deserved it's, to be on the is, is he, The only reason he's on the field because Springer was down. Because Which is crazy. He stepped it up. So Springer's probably going to be DH now. Oh, really? What about Rowdy? They got good old Rowdy Tellus. <laughs> he plays. Oh, no. Vlad plays. Rowdy's been playing, to be honest. Well, let's see. You got Vladdy at first. You got Semyon at second. Bichette at short. Short. And then who's their third baseman? I don't know, but you got Guriel, Grichik, and Teoscar in the outfield. Oh, third base might be Beige. Beigeo. I think, no, Bo's been playing. I think Semyon's been at third, maybe. That makes, that makes, that sounds right. Yeah, but that, those are my picks for that. Outfield. And then should we just finish off with designated hitter real quick? Oh, for the American League, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, dude, all these finalists are honestly doing well. I mean, that it actually pisses me off hit. for the percentages. I mean, yeah, Shohei because he could pitch, but Shohei's at sixty-five, Jordan's at nineteen, and JD's at seventeen. For my you pick, just like the Astros so much. For my dude, no, don't my don't pick, no 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 Joe, you there will be an outbreak if you do not make this pick. My pick is JD Martinez. Oh my god. Why? Oh crap! I forgot Shohei had twenty eight home runs. Oops, never mind. It's leading the league. <laughs> Shohei Otani. Uh, yeah. If he wasn't leading the league in home runs, it'd be going to JD. JD, because he's also like thirty five, betting three hundred three, <laughs> and still killing it. But all three options should make the All Star game. That I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, JD can play the outfield. Shohei can pitch. So. I dude, I could see them giving Otani an inning on the mound uh, I, and having him hit. Because Joe like Madden does not give a crap. He will start. See the Joey Otani. Joe Madden. No, I'm just saying for the Angels. I uh, mean, but I mean, here's the thing though. Joe Madden every game. Shohei bats lead off and bet pitches. It's it's insane. Joe Madden is the perfect fit for that team. And once they get the pitching, they will be fine. Joe Madden is the Tom Thibodeau of the MLB. He overworks his players. That's why Trout's hurt right now. Fuck you, Madden. Just kidding. I, lo- Dude, I love you, Madden. Uh, but going to the outfield for the NL, uh, let's just go over the outfield. You got Acuna. You got Mookie Betts. You got Castellanos. You got Bryce Harper. Jack Peterson somehow. Juan Soto. Chris Taylor, who's having an underrated season. Jesse Winker. And then Mike Yastrzemski. Yastrzemski. Um, I think the picks here are fairly obvious. You got to go Acuna in center. Uh, you got to go Castellanos and right, who's hitting a crazy 350. And then your left fielder's got to be Jesse Winker. I think that's probably the most obvious pick you could have made. Easily. Yeah, I I have the same 3-2. But I feel like Bryce Harper should be fourth. Uh, dude, um, I was legit, legit going to say that. Yeah. And then Chris Taylor, fifth. Jock, six. Or Mookie, six. Jock, seven. I mean, what's Juan Soto? Yeah, yeah, Juan yeah, Soto's not even doing bad. Juan Soto probably could be five. Oh, dude, no, yeah, Juan Soto's been... Juan Soto's currently last. Juan Soto's last in the rankings right now, out of all these. Really? Yeah. I mean, again, Nationals fans... Jock's in sixth. Jock is in sixth place. Technically fifth, yeah. He was hurt. He's hitting, like, 220 right now. Kind of sucks. He'd be a great DH in the American League, honestly. Because uh, uh, is he? I mean, I guess he's good in the field. Like he can track fly balls down, but he's not extremely fast. His arm isn't insane. I think he would work as a serviceable DH in the American League. That's why I feel like Schwarber's gonna get traded for a bunch to the Yankees. Well, here's the thing though. Now with the Nationals heating up, home runs into the short Nationals and the Cubs flip spots. Nationals are gonna sell. Now they're gonna buy. Cubs are gonna buy. Now they're gonna sell. I think so. You think Cubs be- sell? I honestly, Kimbrel is gonna go. Bryant is gonna go. Hendricks is gonna go. That is bold, I, dude. Just like Kim, no, no, you got to agree. Kimbrel, Kimbrel is going one hundred percent. I, I mean, Yankees, not. Yankees were still able to contend with giving up Chapman, and look what they got in return. Maybe we see a return of the Red Sox, huh? And then it, this is last year on the Craig's deal, so he can do the same Chapman did, play with. Logan I also Cole. think, I also think a very good spot is him going to Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get Spencer Howard for Christ's sake. Ooh, that uh, sounds good. Him with, put pair him up with Braylon Marquez. 
Exactly, because what Glaber at the time was our two prospect. Eloy was one. Both of them are gone. Yeah, but I think Glaber is one, maybe or two. But I mean, you got a top two prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Craig Kimbrell, I think I could see him returning to the Red Sox. It seems like he enjoyed it there. Was that he with them on the World Series team? Uh, no. In Eighteen, he was, wasn't he? Or did we? Did we Eighteen? Get him? Didn't he take the year off in eighteen? Was that nineteen? He took the year. No, we got him halfway through the year in nineteen. We got him at the right before the break. It was like July or whatever, or yeah. June, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I could see a return of the Red Sox. Maybe I think I believe he won a ring there. He might have won two. I don't think he was on the thirteen team. No way. Uh, but yeah. So speaking of the Red Sox, they're forty nine and thirty one, leading the American League East. This is going to be an interesting race. So the Red Sox uh, have a two and a half game lead over the Rays. And then, surprisingly, the Blue Jays have taken the Yankees over. The Yankees are now in fourth place. I mean, Orioles are trailing by 22 and a half games. Um, who do you think comes out of the AL East right now as we're, like, at, at around midseason? Uh, well, I feel like Yankees are not – I feel like Yankees are going to finish in fourth. I, they were my World Series. They Garrett are. Cole's lost his magic. He lost his spider tag. He's never been – Never thought of Garrett Cole as a superstar ace. He's always been a strong number two. You think? Yeah. Because I, I feel like I've thought of him as an ace. Took him number one in fantasy last year. Here's the thing: the Grom separates himself so much, and you can't even compare those two anymore. And the next person, Kevin Gossman, for Christ's sake, is number two. You think? You th- what do you think the Giants do? You think they? Well, so, so right now for the AL East, I feel like Tampa Bay will come out as one. Boston is two. Toronto, three. I could also see Toronto sneaking in there as a top two, depending on what they do with the deadline. They just picked up Corey Dickerson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, be... I did see that from the Marlins, right? Yeah, and Adam Climber. He's a nice submariner reliever. So. And then who did uh, who did the Marlins get? They got a second base. They got there. Joe Panic, who hit a home run today. So, I mean, it's kind of working out. Uh, you know Derek Jeter always trying to get some backdoor nice Jeter. prospects in. So. Hey, did did Escobar, has he played a game with the Sox yet? Uh, he's not been traded yet. He hasn't, he's been sitting out, though, so. Oh, it's been has it been reports or what? I thought he went to the Sox. They're, it's in progress. So, he's been sitting out the past few games because he's probably going to head to Chicago. So he's and I would not be surprised if the White Sox traded for Adam Frazier as well. So, he's pulling a, uh, he's pulling a Andre Drummond. That's what they did the Cavs yeah. did with him this year. So, yeah, I think Tampa Bay comes out as one, Boston two, Toronto three. Boston, I feel like. Do you think they get a wild card? Yes. I feel like the return of Chris Sale might hurt them. I, that's, that's an interesting weird. take. But that's weird. But I feel like he hasn't pitched in a year and a half, technically. So, it'll be interesting. I honestly, shout out Troy. I think, shout out Troy. <laughs> I think the division might stay exactly how it is right it now. It could. I, I honestly could see that too. Or Toronto sneaking up to two. AL Central, the Sox have a three-game lead on the Indians. Tigers are in third. Twins, <laughs> Twins are in fourth. Royals are in fifth. Uh, I think this stays exactly how it is. I mean, maybe there's some movement with the the bottom three, but it's always been thought that Indians were the two, White Sox were the one, and uh, I can see that happening right now. Uh, I don't think the Indians come back. Although the Sox in their last ten are three and seven, so they haven't been doing extremely well. Oh yeah. Also, uh, <clears throat> well, like they said, they talk about a six seventy score all the time. Over the next maybe three to four years, it is the White Sox division to lose every year. Oh yeah. So, you have them at one. They're going to finish at one. Cleveland's going to be two. But with these bottom three – well, the White Sox also – The bottom a, three are all with are within one game of each other. White Sox are 4-20 against 500 teams and 7-18 on, on a way. So, that's obviously something the, – the best record against 500 teams in the AL Central is the Tigers at 22-31, and 31, which is crazy. But uh, Kansas City's another disappointment. Twins are even worse. Uh, Detroit's Dude, the kind Twins of have won seven of their last ten. Yeah, I mean they're they've actually been surprising, but uh, White Sox division to lose. They just got to keep the pitching. They got to keep the players healthy. They're getting Eloy and Luis Robert back this month, uh, and yeah, so should be interesting. Should, should be buyers at the deadline. 
Um, but yeah, if you look at these splits, the Sox are twenty nine and fourteen at home and seventeen eighteen uh seventeen and eighteen at away games. So now that fans are back, looks like the crowd is playing a difference. The Sox fans that was there what four days ago, three it's days ago. It's a different ago. environment. It's crazy. The Sox, I mean, I mean, not as much as Wrigley. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. The Sox fans, they're they're nice. They're they're finally coming out of their shells for the first time in like what they're uh, copying decade every, and a half. Everything people do at Wrigley. Yeah, Cubs fans are always crazy. Yeah, West. This one should be a tight race. Uh, two team race. I mean, maybe the Mariners somehow. But uh, you get the Astros are leading at forty eight and thirty three. Athletics are just one game behind. I do. They had a, one of the worst starts I've ever seen to a season. And hey, what they started the season? I jinxed one and eight. Dudes. I sent it. I sent it a picture of the group chat. They were two and nine, I believe. And then they go on like some thirteen game run. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariners are have been exactly who we thought they were. If you go back and look at our podcast, I literally said the Mariners were just going to be maybe 500, maybe a little above, maybe a little below. And as of right now, they're three games above 500 uh, without Kyle Luce, too. Oh, voice crack. Uh, Angels of 4C without Trout. Uh, we see it year after year. They need pitching. Uh, the GM needs to uh, go get some. And then the Rangers had a little decent start at the beginning of the year. I think they were like uh, hovering in the 2-3 spot in the division, but now – uh, they're back to where they they're uh, they were expected. Seventeen below five hundred. Uh, I don't even know how good their farm system is. Can't be that good. The Rangers. Sam Hoff. I yeah, Sam Hoff did the MLB the Show legend. But yeah, Rangers fans, you, you suck. I feel bad for you. But I think I think the Athletics come out uh, on the top of this division. I feel like the Athletics always do really well towards the end of the season. I think the Astros are still following closely. I think they get the two. And I think Mariners, Angels, Rangers stays the same. You're a big athletics guy, so I think I, I think you'll agree with me there. But yeah, um, you're also a big Astros guy. You like the Astros. Yeah, I, right? Here's the thing: when you look at five versus five hundred, Astros are twenty nine sixteen. Oakland is seventeen twenty two. Uh, Houston's also gaining Verlander. Their pitching's been pretty stellar. Uh, behind the Mets in ERA, I believe Oakland. If you want to win this division, you got to go out and trade for possibly Max Scherzer or another big time starter. Maybe I like their, they, I know they like their lefty, so go out and get Matt Ford or Danny Duffy. Um, Duffy, the Duff. Pretty Duffy. much it's going to be between those two. Seattle's a sleeper team. They could get hot and maybe get that second wild card spot if Boston or Tampa slips up. Boston. Uh, Angels. They're gonna stay. They're gonna finish eighty and eighty-two. It's just gonna be one of those, you know. Uh, Texas, you had some hope, and you you've won four straight games, but you just suck. Four straight games. That's they said like it's a compliment. I mean, dude, I would kill for the Cubs to win. Four okay, can I talk games. about Joey Gallo real quick? He just homered again. In his last five games, he has seven home runs. He's been amazing. He's, he, no, he's going to get traded. I, I don't know about that, <laughs> but his average has been increasing. I don't think – I think it would be an awful idea if the Yankees tried to trade for him. But Hey, hey get a load of this. I'm looking back at my uh, my preseason predictions. I had the Red Sox finishing with a record of 60 and 102. <laughs> yep. All right, so as of right now – all right, here, I'll give my playoff predictions before the season. I'll give them as it stands right now. So I had the White Sox getting the one seed in the division. I had the Blue Jays getting the two seed. I Everyone expected them to do well, but nobody really predicted the Springer thing to happen. Although they haven't been disappointing. Uh, I just kind of overshot my expectations. Three seed, I had the Athletics. Four seed, I had the Twins getting a wild card spot, which nobody could have expected that decline. And then with that last seed, I had the Angels getting in. And then... As of right now, I'll say with the AL East, I think I think the Red Sox get the one seed in the entire American League. I think the White Sox come out with the two. I think the Athletics get the three, and then for my wild card picks, I'll say Astros and Rays. That's yep. where I stand. Rematch right now. last year. Um, I don't have my predictions right now, but if I were to say, I'm going to say White Sox finish with the one, Houston with the two. Tampa Bay with the three, Boston gets the four, and Oakland gets the five. So do we have all of the same picks? Yeah. Uh, just different spots. The only way I see Cleveland going somewhere is if they get some bats. Uh, 
Jose Barrios should be on the market. I see the Cubs maybe going after him. Dude, I feel so bad for Cleveland fans. They live in a terrible city. They just have the most boring team. Same with Minnesota. Racist team. Everything that's going on. And their one, two, and three starters are all down. Because Bieber's down. I know Savali's down. And is Plesak down too? Probably. So their one, two, three guys are all down. And then they're still finding a way. They lost Lindor. They lost Carrasco. But their young guys have stepped up and done 42 and 34. They signed Eddie Rosario, and that could be kind of the reason why the Twins are doing so well. And Cesar Hernandez. Dude, he was a demon for the Phillies, Mm -hmm. low-key. But Phillies are in the National League East, who we'll get into next. Uh, And then right now the Mets will be in the division. If you go back to my tweets, I actually have it pinned at the top of my Twitter feed uh, from, like, February. I said, mark my words, Mets will not make the playoffs in 2021 because everyone was hyping over. They were going to get Bauer. They were going to get Chris Bryant. Uh, They didn't get either. DeGrom's my MVP guy right now, but uh, I still don't think they get in. They have a two-game lead over the Nationals. Uh, as of right now, the Mets are 41-35, and 4-6 in their last 10. Nationals are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They're two games above 500. Braves, what a disappointment. They're four and a half back. Phillies are also four and a half back. Phillies are a fourth-place team. And then the Marlins, I, I expected them to – I think that had them getting the three seed, uh, but they, they've just been super disappointing. But honestly, dude, the Marlins are nine games back. But, dude, if they had a really big run, there's still a whole other half season left to be played. Really, anything could happen. Um, uh, as of right now, though, I think the Nationals come out and win. I think they pull a 2019 where they started off really crappy mm-hmm. and uh, bounce back. Strasburg, he's been up and down. He's been hurt a few times this year. Uh, and it, But if he can return, I think I don't know. He was the number one pick in like 2010 or whatever, 2009. Uh, I think I wouldn't call him a bust. He won a World Series. He's pitched extremely well in his career. Just the past two, three years has been kind of shaky. I think if he returns, the Nationals take it. I think they take it either way just because I do not like the Mets. But I got the Nationals winning, and I don't even think the Mets make the playoffs because I got to I gotta stick with my gut. Got to stick with my gut. I believe at the beginning of the year I had Nationals, Mets. I had the Braves. I predicted. I don't think the Braves were going to be good. I mean, I, obviously they, I think you said four seeds for the Braves. I honestly think I did. I think yeah. you had the Phillies at three, which they're both – I think they're tied. I think right. I had everybody in this division at least 500 maybe. But I think the Nationals, they always start bad and then they always heat up. Uh, Atlanta doesn't help the injuries, but they played good against 500 teams, 23 and 23. Uh, average, not good. Average, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I agree with you here. Nationals take the division. Yeah, baby. I have the Mets at two, probably. Phillies with. Uh, I think the Mets have some really good fans too. I just. just we'll dude. go Braves three, Phillies four, Marlins five. It's really a shame that the Phillies are stuck in a deep hole and they just can't escape. No escape. Even getting Joe Girardi, even I mean, it's also sad that the Mets are first in that division with a negative run differential. Like, holy crap! Honestly, but they're uh, a light dude. They're they're twenty four and eleven at home, and then seventeen and twenty four away. Just got to get the Mets on the road, and uh, they won't do so well. Uh, but going to the net. So I I think I wanted to mention before we go into the NL Central, the everyone expected the NL East to be how the NL West is now. But it turns out they're like how the NL Central is, where they're mm-hmm. just competitively mediocre. Um, but getting into the NL Central, the Brewers are now six games above the Cubs in the division. They're nine and one in their last ten. I think they're on a six or seven game win streak. But they have had a cupcake schedule. I got to admit, uh, forty-eight and thirty-three. Cubs are still three games above five hundred. Forty-two and thirty-nine. They got a game. They got a series against the Reds. I'm going Friday night. Look at me on the jumbotron. I'll be the kid with the shirt off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals are 40 and 41. Reds are 39 and 40. They're, they have the same win percentage though. And the Pirates are utter disappointment. I mean, not, not disappointment. They're just trash. 29 and 50. Um, and in my division predictions, I think I had Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, Pirates. So just the first and two think team swap. But as I stand right now, I think, Dude, Joe, Joe, you think stick to your gut. You think the Cubs are sellers. I could see them finishing fourth in the division, but I think I I I don't think they do anything. The, the only way I see the Cubs, 
You trade for Herman Marquez, Jose Brios, and Max Scherzer. You Herman, Pee Wee, Herman Marquez. Uh, I think the division stays exactly how it is, though. I think the Brewers have been hot. Their pitching has been very surprising. They always get these bums, Willie Adamez. They just come out of nowhere. Jackie Bradley's been terrible, but it seems like when he plays the Cubs, he just turns into Jesus. Same with that Jace Peterson. Who the hell is that guy? (laughs) Uh, So what do you think happens here at the end of game 162? All right, so the difference in this division, you look at, Against 500. Brewers are 20-6 and six against 500 teams this year. Cubs average 23-23. Cardinals 11-22, which is pathetic. I think the vision stays where it is, flipping the Cardinals and the Reds. I think the Reds finish third, Cardinals finish fourth. Uh, you can't have Adam Wainwright, like I said earlier. You can't have Adam Wainwright as... Your three, four starter. It's just or two. I, I don't even know where he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Cubs need to step it up. Uh, obviously, play better at home than away, but dropping three out of seven and having Eric Sogard pitch more appearances in the last week than Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> that's embarrassing. But Pirates been playing better than expected. They're not the worst team in baseball. Um. Oh, yeah. hey, we're going to get into the worst team in baseball. National League West. This division has been, I wouldn't say surprising, but the team at the top has 100% been. The Giants are 50 yes. and 29. That is. Especially wild. led by Gabe Kapler. That is a shock. I had the Giants finishing with a record of 80 and 82. So I didn't think they were going to be Diamondback level bad, but nobody could have expected this. Uh, they have a one and a half game lead over the Dodgers. Although the Dodgers are creeping back, they're forty nine and thirty one. Uh, <gasps> Padres are have been playing fantastic. I think definitely both uh, NL wild card teams are going to be coming out of the NL West a hundred percent. So if you're a team in the Central East and you want to be in the playoffs, you have to win the division, um, which it just isn't going to happen for the Cubs or the Mets, unfortunately. Uh, the Rockies are in fourth, and then the Diamondbacks are 22-60. and 60. I think they could come back in the division, though. Only 30 games back. Uh, <laughs> but I think at the end of the season, I think you go with... <sighs> I think Padres first, Dodgers second, Giants drop down to third. Really? I think the Padres come up and win the division. What do you okay. say? So, I'd like to say this first. Colorado has been a very interesting team this year. They'll go through their hot and lows. I'm not saying they're going to finish first, second, or third. But hey, g- hey, I'm going to see a, a Cubs Rockies game at Wrigley. It's in like August. I think. The Rockies have been better than people think. They thought they were going to be the worst team in baseball after trading away Arenado. The pitching, the pitching rotation is anywhere. Dude, but Colorado, that they're rotation seventeen is games back, thirteen under five hundred. What are you smoking? Well, they're, I know they're not going anywhere. They're going to finish fourth. I'm just saying. The rotation, if they played anywhere else, would be the best in baseball. That's pretty bold. I well, think the Rockies Okay, listen. Hermain Marquez, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, uh, Antonio Stenzanella, and Austin Gomber, who has been a beast this year. I think the only two people that remain in that rotation come August 1st, is probably those last two guys you named. I think Freeland goes, Gray goes, Marquez goes. I think Freeland stays, Stenzanella goes. Gomper, he's the future of the rotation. He, and you, you, if he's pitching there with the 3.5 ERA, they're going to keep him. I've never heard of him until 20 seconds ago when you said but his name. But what's shocking is they're 6-31 and 31 on the road. You would think oh you would think they'd be a bit better on the road, but I think this division yeah. stands where it is. Giants, Dodgers. Dude, they have a worse road record than the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I know. But I think this division stays where it is. Giants are playing great ball everywhere. Dodgers seem to struggle on the road. Same with the Padres because they don't have their fans. But th- that's the thing with the A's and the Giants. They don't have much fans, so it doesn't matter where they play. They're going to be good regardless. You said the Giants? Giants I, fans? Well, I, it's not Oakland bad, but any, any time – the Giants don't have, like, packed stadiums like the Dodgers and Padres do. They're not an exciting team, Dude. technically. They're an old team doing well. So, I, I mean, 
if they I, go out there and get a starter, maybe another bat, they I, I still think they win the division. Their pitching is what's keeping them in this. Um but yeah. I think this division stands. The athletics, that's how this they opened up full capacity. It's like last week. Yeah, 4,000 4, fans. Wild, dude. You can probably yeah. sneak down and go get fun. I mean, that's what makes Oak. That's why Oakland's a sleeper team every year. They go play. The they can play wherever they want. Or the Portland Athletics. Who knows? I like Portland. I like Portland. Uh, but yeah, I think the Padres come out on top here. They're a fun team. And speaking of fun things, I sent this into the group chat a couple hours ago. Uh, Joe, do you have the picture pulled up? The uh, the lunch table thing. So I want to ask you on here. All right, so it's it's uh, the Instagram page called Best Celebrations. They posted a meme. So it's which lunch table do you sit at? And there's two NBA players at every lunch table. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear you take it. So table one is Joakim Noah and Trey Young. Uh, Joakim Noah's not even playing anymore, but Trey Young's kind of took over the villain role this NBA playoffs. Table two, which I think could be a potential candidate for you, Joe, Carmelo, Anthony, and Zion. Table three is Jared Dudley and Kyrie Irving. Table four is Derrick Rose and Joel Embiid. Table five is uh, Kevin Durant and Rajon Rondo. Uh, Table six is Gobert and Mitchell, the Utah boys. Table seven is Chris Paul and John Morant. Table eight is Aaron Baines and LeBron James. That's a weird combo. Uh, table nine is Serge Ibaka and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then table ten is Kawhi Leonard and Alex Caruso. I'll, I'll, I'll you, you can have the floor first. Which table, table ten sounds pretty fun, but uh, weed boys, but uh, Kawhi, weed boy, and weird laugh, but uh, um, are we like just pick one table? I guess you got to pick one, and then I guess you can give your runner up too. Uh, one. It's probably table six, Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell. You know, you got it. They have the chemistry. They have the chemistry. I like them both as players. Uh, and then the runner-up is obviously Kevin Durant, my favorite basketball player in the NBA. And Rondo, dude. Rondo seems like he kind of has a lame personality. He's, like, lame, but, like, could be cool. So. Dude, he'd be the guy who, like, wouldn't talk. Yeah. I think the the table, the clear-cut winner here is table seven, John Morant and Chris Paul. Both that's, guys yeah, that's probably my third. And then my second option would be Kyrie Irving and Dudley, uh, just because me and Kyrie would get in some heated arguments, and he would we just talk about conspiracy theories. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Kyrie Irving, I saw an argument on Twitter uh, where Kyrie lands and just other point guards land in your top five. So give me Joe, give me your top five point guards in the NBA. All I'm right. On the spot. So one is Curry. Mm-hmm. Two is Luca. We're considering Luca a point guard. Yes. Okay. Two is Luca. Three is CP3. Ooh, that is bold. Four is Trey Young. Oh my God. And five. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Hold on. Oh my God. Oh, oh crap. No, no. Three is Damian Lillard. There you go. Three Dame, four CP3, five Trey Young. All right, one Steph Curry. You can't you can't ignore the season we had this year. God damn. Number two, Damian Lillard. Number three, Luka Doncic. Four, Russell Westbrook. Oh my god, I forget him. Five, you could go CP3. I don't think Trey Young's anywhere near her. You could go. So you could go CP3. I'm gonna redo my list. Hold on. You could go CP3, and you could go Kyrie Irving. I'll give it to Kyrie just based on his skill set. But dude, CP3 is such a good leader. Yeah, I need to redo my list. One Steph, two Dame, three Luca, uh, four CP3, five Westbrook. You don't think Kyrie's on there? No, I don't like Kyrie at all. I don't think – I yeah, he can play an important role and win a championship, yada, yada, but he, he has to be head. with somebody. He can't be by himself like Westbrook can. I mean, Westbrook oh. has Beal, but, I mean, still, Trey Young by himself. You can't – not with Kyrie. Dude, a really underrated point guard is Drew Holiday. Yeah, uh, I feel like Middleton year. has a bigger role, but dude, Holiday put the clamps on Trey Young. Yeah, but he he has his bad games. I mean, yeah, he got a good, nice contract extension, but would you watch in the playoffs when he's off, the whole team's off. 
Dude, how did the Hawks win last night? Let's go into the conference finals. They were up in- by 20 when Giannis got – I mean, it, it was – no, it was, it it was, was a no nine-point game. Right? No, it was, yeah, it was it was a nine-point game. But then when Giannis hurt, the momentum shifted. Hawks went on a 12-0 run and made it a 20-point game. No, it was a 15-0 run. Yeah, it just I separated. think it, it's understandable Uh, but because they didn't really have a game plan. Their whole game plan going into the game, obviously, if you have practiced the day before, whatever they were doing to prep, you got it. The whole game plan is to go through Giannis, how it is every night. And I think it's really tough to make that shift mid-game. And I think game five, it's in Milwaukee. I think they're going to come out more prepared. Giannis is doubtful. I just think they give him off until game six, maybe even game seven. If there is one, it's going to depend on how this game goes tomorrow night. Um, But, yeah, I think they're going to have a nice game plan. Chris Middleton is going to need to step up. I think he can. And then Holiday is just really going to need to facilitate. And I think Brooke Lopez is going to have a larger impact than people expect because Clint Capella and John Collins are in the paint all the time. And I think Lopez, he's more of a perimeter guy. He shoots the three ball a lot. He's kind of a better power forward almost. I don't know if how much years Brooke Lopez has left, but. Dude, he's an underrated shooter. He is an underrated, but I feel like the Bucs, if they, I mean, I don't really like Porzingis, but if they got him and Giannis together, that could be a very dangerous team. Wait, I mean, it who? already is. Who's, who's going with Giannis? I said Porzingis, if he could. Ooh. So, like, hey, there are reports that Markkinen wanted to go to uh, Mavs, so maybe that Markkinen. I also heard Bucks. That, I mean, not Bucks, Magic. If he goes to the Magic, it would be hilarious. You got Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and Lori, just the Chicago Magic, you know? Yeah, they would not be very good. Yeah. That's the reason why the Bulls exactly. have been a lottery team this yeah. whole uh, era of the team. Decade, yeah. So, not de- dude, hey, 2015 and be- 2016 and beyond. Can't forget about Start that. of the decade, they were godly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. So, if you if you go through, like, eras of teams, especially the NFL, because NFL guys tend to stick stick around longer than the NBA, where guys have no loyalty. Uh, yeah, it's crazy how such an era can shift. The first five years of the 2010s, the Bulls' future was looking bright, and then everything kind of crashed down so quickly, and you see how the, the decade ended. When a team like the Patriots, I mean, obviously that's kind of a peculiar example, but uh, it seems like MLB and NFL, the team's prime sticks around for a little longer than how these NBA teams do because the Bulls were the beast in the East when LeBron left and then kind of kind of choked it away, not going to lie, with the Derrick Rose injury. And then the firing of Tom Thibodeau was terrible as well. Fred Hoiberg, University of Nebraska. Not a fan. But, yeah, uh, tonight we just talked about it earlier. The, the Phoenix Suns made their way to the NBA Finals. Uh, who do you got coming out of this, the East, the Hawks or the Bucks? Uh, Chris Bosh does not think Giannis will be back at the entire playoffs, but I still think. The enti- Ooh, I wouldn't know about the entire playoffs. I mean, maybe if they lose the series, but if they're going to the Finals, Giannis is not going to let himself not play. Yeah, I think he's too tough of a competitor. <sighs> Hawks got a lot of very underrated shooters, and I hate to say this because Casey's going to be right, but Suns versus that. Hawks. <sighs> I, I, I can't do it. I cannot force myself to say that. I've been a Bucks <laughs> fan for a while. I mean, I'm a Bulls fan, but I've been a huge Giannis fan since probably 2016, 2017. <laughs> Uh, I, I I need to go with my gut. I need the Bucks to make the finals, and I need them to win. I need the Bucks to beat the the Suns, which and I think if Kawhi was in this series, it goes down so much differently, way different than how it played out. Uh, yeah, and I think the Bucks they're at full force. It, it's gonna suck because the Bucks might make the finals even without Giannis, and if Chris Bosh is right, they're dude literally gonna have a they're gonna have a LeBron win, ring. Just a cupcake walk. Through I feel Miami. like the Bucks and Suns could go to Game Seven if Giannis So, dude, let's right. go round by round. They played the Lakers with no AD. Okay, they played they they played a full force Nuggets team and, and they kicked their ass. Well, but Nikola then, was ejected in a close game in Game Six. They swept them, dude. Oh, I mean Game Four. What was <laughs> I talking about? Uh, then they played the Clippers with no Kawhi, and now they might play the Bucks. Or the Hawks with no Trey Young or no Giannis. So, dude, that's what everyone clowns 
LeBron about his ring in 2020. It was a fake ring. It was a Disney ring or whatever. Dude, this this Suns ring might be the cheapest ring ever. Like, I know the NBA wants to give Chris Paul their guy. They want to give him a ring because he's just been – had a good career, but that's the only thing missing in, like, his accolades. But, dude, that's kind. Of, that's not – they just give him, like, ring pops or something. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the game five, six, and then maybe seven if there is one should be really interesting to watch. I'm going to be tuning in from Cincinnati where we'll be at this weekend. Uh. Joe, thank you for joining me tonight. Great we're pod, back. Great I want to stick to a consistent schedule, dude. So we're going to be back. If you're listening, we'll be back. After your guys' trip. Probably. Sometime next week, for sure. Yeah. Whether we're doing either another one of these outside the box, maybe we do a draft of some kind, maybe we do a restaurant war or a food war. Shout out Sal Volcano. Sal Volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a new idea that we've been toying around with. Or maybe we get MLB The Show star Ryan Firebend on here. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but, um, or Pat McAfee, longtime friend of the show. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, peace out.